Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone, so listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Come on in. Enjoy <laughs> the show. <laughs> um, We were not here last week because your girl had her baby. A whole baby. Came and out baby's of her here. Mm-hmm. Kristen was there for mm-hmm. every step of the way. It, it was, was insane. It was crazy, y'all. Uh, we're going to talk about more of that another time, probably in a separate like little video. But shout like, out to all the moms out there. Oh, my gosh. Woo. Yeah. I was in labor for 30 hours. So um, shout out to all the moms. Y'all are fucking dynamite, titanium, bad bitches. <laughs> and furthermore, disclaimers, when it comes to K, it's all love. Mm-hmm. So if y'all pop up on IG acting crazy, mm-hmm. you will get talked to mm-hmm. very roughly. Mm-hmm. We don't play about K. No, I will come out of character. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will be who I once was <laughs> and have worked so hard not to be. If not, the rest of our peoples will. Yeah, so tread lightly. <laughs> but thank you to everyone for all the amazing well wishes and congratulations. And we just really love you guys. Really appreciate it. And Kate appreciates it too. He's so cute. <laughs> He's a week old. All ah. right, enough, enough of all the gushy stuff. Mm. We're about to get into an episode that I personally really enjoyed um researching and i hope you guys enjoy listening to it let us know what you think as always on mm-hmm. social media email whatever you want to do we're here for you mm-hmm. sister are you ready let's get into it okay this week's case involves police corruption that most of us wouldn't expect and may even find hard to believe Mm-mm. so without saying too much join us as we discuss the assassination of DeKalb county sheriff elect Derwin brown Derwin Brown was born on Tuesday, June 22nd, 1954, in Long Island, New York. In Long Island. Kristen doesn't have anything for us this week. (laughs) It's all right. I don't. I'm tired. Sorry, y'all. I'll be back. It's all right. He was raised there by his parents, Bervina and George Brown, and was the couple's firstborn. He went to Woodfield Road High School and Malvern Junior High, and then Malvern High School. So, shout out to anyone familiar with Long Island and actually knows these fucking schools. Mm. I don't know. Durham would grow up to be a career-focused man. He moved to Georgia, DeKalb County, to be specific. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Decatur. Shout out to my man. Hey. And first worked as a youth counselor for troubled teens. I read that he then became one of the county's first black patrol officers. Period. So he joined the force. Period. Good for him. I mean... You know, and, you know, he did what he wanted to do and he did what he could. Mm-hmm. So good on you, darn. He hosted his own TV segment that was local to the area called The Naked Truth and even wrote his own column in the champion newspaper called Tell It Like It Is. Oh, I'm here for him. I know it's giving. He came to play mm-hmm. on his show. He would often criticize the police department and even called the county jail a, quote, monument to failure. <laughs> still is you know we need more people like that that'll tell the truth I ain't skirt by the year 2000 he had been working for the DeKalb county police department for 23 years when he decided to run for sheriff mm-hmm. he mainly wanted to run because he was sick of the corruption that was historically associated with the DeKalb county sheriff's office and wanted to just start the fuck over get everybody out and clean house that's what they needed mm-hmm. and that's what his entire campaign was based on and i mean for the last 30 years he it was it was fucking horrible and we're going to talk about some of the examples like former sheriff pat jarvis being sentenced to 15 months in prison for fraud mm. <laughs> another one named ray bonner who was sheriff in the mid-70s and pled self-defense and was acquitted after shooting and killing a 16-year-old boy in his front yard. Are you joking me? Nah. Acquitted? Nah. Yeah, girl. 
and then Lamar Martin, who held office in the late 60s and 70s and was convicted of bribery. No shade. All these people sound black. I They do all sound black, which is really interesting because we're going to talk about someone else that was apparently the first black sheriff. So I'm not really sure how that all goes together, but I didn't bother looking at pictures of these people, so I don't really okay. care. But either way, it was corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. Back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So Duran had some pretty clear evidence that, like, shit needed to be fixed. Clean it up, Duran. Mm-hmm. And with the support of his wife, Phyllis, and their five children. Dang. Duran won and beat out his competitor and the acting sheriff, Sidney Dorsey, who had been acting sheriff since January of 1997. Well, your time is done. Mm-hmm. Come on in, Duran. You're part of the problem, Sidney. Yeah, you had to go. Never trust a man named Sidney or <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> Okay, because their parents were on bullshit when they named them. So <laughs> just expect them to be on bullshit their whole lives. No shade. Just kidding, obviously. <laughs> now, Sydney was basically the main person Duran wanted to get the fuck out of there. Because despite being seen as a prominent figure in the city, the first black sheriff in DeKalb County and being a part of the investigative team that hunted and brought down the Atlanta child murderer, Ooh. Wayne Williams. Okay. You, you've heard of Wayne. Sure. Kristen, we have so many requests to cover that case, and I've just been avoiding it because hello, children. Mm, but yeah, it's we like have to do it though. One of the biggest cases involving a black serial killer, like ever. Oh my god! So he was a part of bringing that guy down. He was low key as crooked as they come. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the word had started to spread, according to Jackie Barrett Washington, who was former sheriff of Fulton County. "Quote: I began to hear rumors about the way that he was dealing with things." Jackie, you keeping it cute, but we already know you know the tea. I'm going to say, Jackie, you probably was corrupt, too. Oops. Oops. Like, what's it really giving? Tell us. Yeah, because, like, people get in power. Mm-hmm. Maybe the power corrupts you. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't come in corrupt. Mm-hmm. So you never know. I was about to say, when you're sheriff for as long as this guy Sidney was, I mean, from 1997, he was doing corrupt shit. Mm-hmm. In the small time frame that he was there and even acting before he was a sheriff, he was on some bullshit. And we're going to talk about it because I'm surprised he even made sheriff in the first place because he himself had been arrested in the past on domestic abuse charges. It's and- giving this is what the people want or somebody who elected him knew. And they were like, OK, that's fine. And a manslaughter charge. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. But. It kind of reminds me of, like, people that are, like, free young thug, right? No shade. <laughs> I think he did what he, they say he did. You he know what I'm saying? He probably did. He probably did it. But he come out, people still vote for him. Like, black people now, they want to vote for Trump. Because nigga been arrested. And they're like, oh, shit. You know what that I'm saying? That is so not just why. Well, no. <laughs> it's not just why. But I be seeing black people on social media you know, bigging up Trump now because the nigga got a record. And because Biden bit the bullet. Well, Biden sucks, but, like, we still have other options. Let's not get political here. Right. But, you know. Child. Yeah. So there were reports that Sidney would abuse his power by assigning inmates to work on houses of people that supported and donated to his wife. <laughs> and his wife was an Atlanta city councilwoman at the time. Oh, that's corrupt. Mm-hmm. He was also accused of allowing some of his deputies to work for his security company. Well, yeah. While they were still on the clock as policemen. Oh. So you're getting paid like twice. You double dipping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even worse, one of the female deputies filed a lawsuit against him saying that she was denied a promotion when she ended the affair she was having with him. Now that I believe. So but... he's just all around low down untrustworthy. That's so funny. You had the affair with a married man. And now you <laughs> mad because he won't give you a promotion. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, she didn't owe the wife nothing. No shade. Like, I'm not excusing her terrible judgment and behavior, but to make it like affect her career because she didn't want to bang you no more, like, that's textbook sad man. Also, you probably shouldn't bang your boss. Yeah. Because it can get messy. Yeah. Yeah. But you make shitty decisions, you got to deal with the shitty, shitty consequences. Exactly. Exactly. But when it came to the election, Sidney was playing victim hard, claiming that he'd done nothing wrong mm. <laughs> in his time as sheriff and that the media and Durwin were just on a racist witch hunt. Okay. All right. Accountability <laughs> is free, sir. For fuck's sake. But for some reason, people don't like to have it. Mm-hmm. Sidney, you wasn't going to win that race. You had too much time in the game. And even if he didn't have too much time, he was 
it wasn't he wasn't a good sheriff you know right so it was too much time for people to see who you really are yeah and then he kind of lost by a a good amount Mm -hmm. to derwin so he was probably really embarrassed and everyone knew when he lost he was mad as hell I personally, like I said, I think he was embarrassed about it yeah. and his ego was bruised. But he wasn't the only one that was pissed. Uh-oh. Because before he was even officially sworn in, Duran had sent out notice to 38 people that were employed in the sheriff's office, letting them know that he was firing their asses as soon as he could. Period. <laughs> Duran. Like he had, he had a plan, he had a strategy, and he was not scared. He was not scared. He was ready to go. Wow. So when Derwin was found shot 11 times in his front yard just three days before he was due to swear in as sheriff, investigators had a plethora of suspects to look at. I'm sure they did. This is the thing. If you're going to be phenomenally transparent and bold, you have to have something to back you up. Mm-hmm. I wish you had like a team of people that was watching your house, had your back, you know? But you don't expect that. No. Like, you don't expect for someone to try to take you out because you're just doing your job. He was doing what he was supposed to do, which is upholding the law, holding corrupt people accountable, and they didn't like that. No, they never do. They never do. On Friday, December 15th, 2000, at around 11 p.m. that night, Duran was returning home from a graduation party celebrating his completion of the sheriff's training program. Mm-hmm. So he had to take the sheriff's training program before he could officially be sworn in Mm -hmm. his wife phyllis attended the party too but decided to leave early because she wanted to get home and surprise him with his new sheriff's uniform because it had just come in so she wanted to get home lay it out so he could see it and make his day she was so cute sweetest little woman but unfortunately he never made it inside (laughs) phyllis remembered hearing multiple gunshots and when she went outside she saw her husband on the ground my god Mm mm-hmm I read that their children were at the house and witnessed their dad like clinging to life in the front yard. The imagery I could live without for the rest of my life, but here we are. This is so whack when evil wins. Yep. Phyllis ran to her husband's side, begging him to hold on, but she said when she saw his eyes, she knew that he wasn't going to survive. My God. She told CNN, quote, they weren't closed and they weren't open. They were just staring. Ooh, wee. Like the soul was leaving his eyes. And she witnessed that. Her her soulmate. The love of her life. That she was so happy for and getting ready for. And he don't even make it in the house. Doesn't even make it to see the uniform. It's really, really fucking sad. Rest in peace, Dern. Rest in peace to Dern. 46-year-old Dern was rushed to the hospital where he later died from his injuries. And like I said, he was shot 11 times, three of which turned out to be fatal. Mm. Back at the scene, there were 12 red roses scattered in the yard, suggesting Duran was holding them in his hands when he was shot. Come on. He was surprising her, too. Right. He's a romantic. <sighs> this is sad. And they also found at least 12 shell casings. Very soon in the investigation, they felt that this was a professional hit. Mm. When it came time for Duran's funeral, more than 4,000 people came out and hundreds of them were police officers from different counties. Wow. People spoke about how much of a good man Duran was. Um, police Captain Ray Flemingster said, quote, I will consider Duran an innovator, a man who really had a vision of correcting things he perceived were not right in DeKalb. God, I hate when good people go. Yep. And isn't it crazy that he said he's an innovator when he was just doing what you're supposed to do? Right. But he also had a strategy and a plan that probably nobody else freaking had. They had never seen something like that before. Yeah. Because he was walking in there, bitch, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. (laughs) And I was playing He was playing no games. No games. Many people openly said that whoever was responsible for his murder should watch their backs. Ooh, uh-huh. And that they weren't stopping shit when it came to Derwin's mission of making DeKalb County a better, safer place. Awesome. Mm-hmm. His legacy continues. Yes. You took his life for nothing because we're still on your ass. Mm. Michael Brown, Derwin's son, even cryptically said, quote, my father was a soldier. He was not afraid to let the truth be known. And the truth is known. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's given, I don't know, it's given Sydney and somebody's men. He had a whole security team, right? It's just a side hustle. He had a lot going on. Uh-oh. He had a lot going on. Now, in my mind, when he said that, I'm thinking he has an idea of who was behind his father's death. Right. The truth is known. Correct. And it seems like quite a few people felt the same way, including mm. Phyllis. 
She felt that from the beginning, Sydney Dorsey had something to do with her husband's death. It gives that. Mm -hmm. But investigators knew that with Darwin being the kind of no-nonsense cop that he was for 23 years, there were other people that they could probably hit up and be like, okay, they had a motive to take his life. And that's true. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sucks because they have to go so many different ways to explore the possible suspects. Oh, yeah. It's going to take them a while. And I'm like, with this list of 38 people, I mean, shit. There you go. I wouldn't kill someone for firing me, but a lot of people are fucking unhinged. Mm -hmm. So Atlanta law enforcement formed the largest area task force since the Atlanta child murders, Mm. which had happened 20 years earlier. So this is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation had determined that the nine millimeter gun used to kill Derwin had to have been modified. And this is something that was typically done by like drug dealers and gang members. So they thought the killer could have been one of those types taking revenge for like a previous arrest. Or yeah. On behalf of a family member or something. Right. Or someone who just had access to this type of gun. Yeah. Locked up. Something. In, in evidence. Because it doesn't take it doesn't take like a rocket scientist to change a gun or right. modify it. But they were just going with what they thought they knew. Right. And their experiences. Mm-hmm. But they never found any real evidence to support this. So they decided to look at Sydney. Okay. Because if anyone had a motive to kill Derwin, it was him. But he had an alibi. He was at home with his wife at the time of the murder. But of course he wouldn't do it with his own hands. He had peoples. He had people. When you got people, you don't have to get dirty yourself. Nah, nah. I guess they were able to prove this with hardcore evidence and they were convinced enough because after that they cleared Sydney of having anything to do with the murder. Corny. (laughs) too early in my opinion way too early now they moved on to that list of 38 people okay that were about to get the pink slip (laughs) and one of them was named patrick cuffy okay patrick Mm -hmm. patrick worked for sydney not looking good not surprised and he was being fired because derwin learned that he was filing fake overtime hours to get paid more oh yeah and this wasn't just like a little extra five hours here and there No, bitch. This man was, like, claiming to be working hours that were physically impossible for him to even be able to do as a human. It's fraud. It's straight-up fraud. A thievery. Okay? Of course you're gonna get fired. Workplace theft. How could you be mad? You're stealing. When you're used to being able to get away with it because your superior is letting you get away with it, that's a huge chunk of money that's just not gonna be there anymore. And that's facts. And he's looking at Durham like, who the are you right coming up in here taking my mind you're not even sure of yet mm-hmm. this show is sponsored by better help kristen do you miss your better help therapist or what the fuck oh my god now that my trial is over y'all i'm not happy <laughs> i'm about to spend this coin mm-hmm. to get my girl back mm-hmm. you're gonna invest in your mental health and mm-hmm. invest in my auntiness because now my baby k needs me more than ever yes and he needs you at your best girl mm-hmm. If you guys have ever considered looking into therapy or someone to talk to when you have no one to talk to and someone that's going to keep it real with you as well, BetterHelp is the option. We highly suggest trying. Highly suggest it, y'all. Kristen was already seeing benefits when she was doing it. And like you just heard her say, she needs it back in her life. You know, it's like, you know what you had when it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't get there. Yeah. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. That's where she's at. So <laughs> we got to get it back for her. Go to BetterHelp, dot com slash Black You Crime to get 10% off your first month. That is what, sister? BetterHelp.com slash Black True Crime for 10% off your first month. Uh-huh. Okay. Back to the episode. Bye. So Darren was like, yeah, fuck this guy. And <laughs> when investigators questioned Cuffy, about where he was at the time of the murder, he said he was with three other men discussing what they were going to do when they lost their jobs. Mm. So the three other men he was with were losing their jobs too, and their names were David Ramsey, Paul Skyers, and Melvin Walker. They all met. Yeah. And all of them also worked for Sydney's security firm. You see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's too intertwined. Yeah. All four men were interviewed, and all four men had the same overall story. So investigators felt... In their gut that something was off and these motherfuckers probably had something to do with it, Mm -hmm. but they had no proof. So they had to let him go. No, you don't. You just have to wait. Yeah. Well, they they couldn't like hold him in the sense of. Oh, they had to let them physically go. Exactly. Okay. Soon after they questioned the four men, District Attorney J. Tom Morgan got a message from a private defense attorney that made his alarm bells go the fuck off. What did he get? The attorney said to him, quote, 
Don't ask me any questions, but you need to start carrying a firearm and you need security as much as possible. So they're already letting you know, but they're watching you. Something's going to happen, Tom. What Keep your head on a swivel. might happen to you. Mm-hmm. So when the task force was made aware of this, they were on high alert. But somehow the case was still at a standstill for the next three months. Ooh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Until Patrick Cuffey was arrested and okay. charged with murder. Oh, how? What, the, what happened? In March of 2001, Patrick was involved in a shootout that happened right in front of his house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, two vehicles showed up with multiple men in them and started shooting. And in the process, police learned that a man was found dead in a park nearby. And a woman named Denia Hewitt, who was wounded in the shootout, she got shot in both of her legs, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy, was charged with murder in connection to the man's death. Okay. Very strange, because I'm like, what does this have to do with Patrick? Patrick? Yeah. But Patrick ended up like, at the very least they could prove, or what he admitted to, he ended up taking the gun that was used to kill him and bringing it into his own house. So at the very least, they were going to be able to get him on evidence tampering. And why the freak would he do that? I have no idea. But this man was beaten before he was shot to death. So, you know, it's hard to think that this woman was the only person that could have inflected these wounds. Whooped his ass. Even though there was another man that was arrested with them at the same time, I feel like Patrick probably has something to do with this. And he's already shown that he's ballsy and thinks he can get away with shit. Yeah, like maybe he was trying to do a shakedown or something that was not right. Right. And got caught up. Right. And then for drug dealers to pull up at your house shooting at your house, like you were into some shit, You was caught up all right, Cuffy. Mm Mm-hmm. Police charged Patrick with murder at first, but he agreed to cooperate with the investigation and his charges were later dropped to evidence tampering. And he ended up being sentenced to 12 months in jail for that charge. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Being involved in a murder and coming away with months is fucking wild. So I wonder how did this lead to them finding out about his potential involvement with Durham? Oh, we're going to get to it right now. Okay. But his cooperation and snitching wouldn't stop there. He'd end up dropping a bomb when he told investigators that he was not only involved in Derwin's murder, something they already suspected, but that he was instructed to carry out the hit by none other than Sydney. Sydney is the star. Mm. Sydney Dorsey. Oh, we already knew that. And mm. why are you spilling the beans now? Are you trying to cut a deal? He's tr- it's giving he's trying to save his own ass because I'm sure they were putting pressure on him once he got arrested with this. Right. And he already knew he was going to serve 12 months. Yep. And they probably were, like, really playing with that murder charge in his face. And yeah. And he was like, I got to do something to get myself out of this. They scared his scary ass. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, my mission was to follow through with what Mr. Dorsey asked, and that was to kill Duran Brown. Mm. Girl. In exchange for immunity, Patrick Cuffey told investigators exactly what happened. That's why he did it. And what led to Duran's death on December 15th. So, immunity all of that when you were involved with the murder of a sheriff elect and you get the immunity like he really must have been spilling all the beans this really must have been super important to atlanta at the time yeah for them to give him immunity yeah i thought it was fucking wild patrick Mm -hmm. he told them how sydney called him to his house one day and how sydney was on some crime movie shit kristen so (laughs) he wrote on a piece of paper kill Derwin Brown and then crumple the paper up and ate it. <laughs> Didn't say anything out of his mouth. Showed him the paper and ate it. <laughs> Who's he thinking? You gotta burn it. You gotta I'll, pick, I'll put you it up. Mm-hmm. Flush it down the toilet. Who do you think you are, Frank? Who's that guy from that movie? Frank Sinatra? Kristen, please. I'm just kidding. Um, that that movie that what Denzel played in. Y'all, what is that movie? <gasps> oh, where the guy spilled something on his carpet and he beat his ass. What, what is that? What is that movie? When he was a gangster, American gangster, American gangster. <laughs> there we go. Really and I proud of myself. I must say, hold on. If we're wrong, people or someone's fucking cracking up. I don't think we are. Okay, great. I'll Google it later. Yeah. So yeah, he wrote on that paper, did that theatrical shit, whatever. <laughs> Patrick brought up David Ramsey, Paul Skyers, and Melvin Walker. The same people that were supposedly his alibi. alibi and said that the three men could help get the job done. Wow. So Melvin will be the trigger man. 
Paul would be the getaway driver and Patrick and Ramsey would just act as like extra gunpower, extra lookouts if they needed. But they weren't needed because the hit went according to plan. So Melvin was able to get the job done. This is how it went down. So Melvin shot him 12 times. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're okay. Because, yeah, he did. Two of the men waited in the bushes. So we know it was at least Melvin that was in the bushes. I don't know who was standing next to him. But they waited for Duran to get out of his car while another one waited down the street just in case he tried to escape. Which I thought was just an extra detail that just shows how heartless these pieces of shit were. And how tactical they were. And they, they had were working, a whole plan. Exactly. And they were working within the sheriff's department, the sheriff's office. like And their hotel police officers. Yeah, girl. Like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, tasked with protecting and they're killing. And did you really think you were going to get away with it? I mean, I feel like they would have if, what's his name, Patrick didn't open his damn mouth. Or at least they would have got away with it for longer. Mm-hmm. Patrick said Sidney ordered the hit because he felt that it would force a special election and that he would get a chance to stay in office. You, Kayla, please. I'm telling you, like the addiction of power that this, to power that this man had. And then look at him. <gasps> Another black man. He looks like a goofy goober ass. And that's a fact. Like sit your black ass down and let somebody else run the show. Like you had your 20 years. I mean, I don't know if he's, we don't, I can't tell you if he served for 20 years, but I do know that he was at least, you know, there from 1997. You was in the game for a long time. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're sitting here, you know, literally grasping at your job to save your life, to kill another man is wild. Desperate as hell. And very corrupt and just shows that's what he was used to. Yep. He was a power addict. And according to Patrick, Duran wasn't the only one Sydney wanted to take out. Girl. Wow. Yes, this man was fucking foaming at the mouth. Others included J. Tom Morgan, yeah, the DA. Remember, we talked about him. And remember how he got that warning from the defense attorney? It was because of Sydney. Mm-hmm. A local reporter that was reporting on stuff, and he just didn't like how, he, I guess, he was being portrayed <laughs> in the media. And then a public safety director. So he was like trying to knock off people maybe for other reasons too because they were onto some shit that he was doing because remember he's corrupt i was say, what is this the black mafia girl who he, does he think he is frank american exit somebody gave him way too much time way too much leeway this is what happens when you let corruption grow yep. they think they run stuff yep and he's been doing it for a while investigators were shocked at these claims and being that patrick seemed more concerned with saving his own ass they needed more evidence to support this story okay and they got it in the form of another confession from paul skyers who not only corroborated patrick's story but he led them to the murder weapon what more do you need Oh, we, these men are straight snitching (laughs) dry snitching it's giving my ass is on the line. I'm about to get it off at by any means necessary. And I'm sure he asked for immunity, but I bet you he wasn't getting it. Oh, sister, you are so, so wrong. No, please stop. Kayla, mm-hmm. he got immunity, mm-hmm. but Paul is the guy that was the getaway driver. So if any, if, if anybody should have gotten exactly, immunity, it was him. Exactly. Because he didn't pull a trigger. You know, he was just there. So with the confessions of both men, investigators arrested Melvin Walker, David Ramsey, and Sidney Dorsey on murder charges. My God. Mm -hmm. The trial started in March of 2002, and Melvin and David were tried first. Of course they were. They're the little men. Well, they did did the killing, but Mm -hmm. they weren't the one who orchestrated the killing. Correct. So with Patrick as their key witness in the case, their defense attorneys basically ate his credibility all the way the fuck up and showed the jury how he was essentially a liar and a criminal who was just trying to save his own ass. Well, he was all of those things. He was. And the jury believed it and found both men not guilty. (laughs) This is too much. This is too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were corrupt as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, they must have some good attorneys. I'll tell you that. I was going to say, because the writing is in the sand. Mm -hmm. It was a strategic plan. Of course, Sydney would want to get rid of Dern because he was trying to come for his job. They worked for Sydney's security company and they were also corrupt. Of course, they would try to do this. Yes. Wow. One plus two equals. 
three. So then um, Patrick, whatever his name, needs to be, his immunity needs to be snatched back. Well, not necessarily because it's not his fault that the jury didn't believe him. You know, he told his truth and they just didn't buy it. They should have written that in the clause. Or the def- <laughs> or the defense attorneys were so damn good at their job. You know, there was nothing that Patrick could have done more. That's tough. Yep. When it came time for Sydney's trial, the decision was made to move it to Albany, Georgia, since there was so much publicity going on. Yeah. N- no one could really be impartial and decap. Yeah. And he probably knew the judges. There you go. Probably has some connections. Mm-hmm. The prosecution felt like they had a stronger case when it came to Sydney, and the jury ended up agreeing. After three days of deliberating, they came back with a guilty verdict for the murder charge, racketeering, and 11 other charges. Wow. <laughs> You're going to jail. You're never getting out. I'm talking about building up a case. Mm-hmm. Phyllis, Duran's wife, testified at the trial and said on the stand to Sydney's face, quote, you called him the lowest scumbag on earth. I beg to differ. That Ooh. is you. That is you. As you watch yourself in the mirror, you are the lowest scumbag on the earth. Period. And you're going to jail. And you're going to jail, bitch. Wow. Finally. But the good thing about this is he wasn't out for a long time. He wasn't able to act like, oh, I got away with this for too long, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that he didn't have that moment of power that lasted as long as, you know. That part. Exactly. Yeah. Not a lot of time had passed for right. him to be like, oh, I got away scot-free. Let me do this shit again, mm-hmm. you know? Because clearly he was very willing and And able. had a plan to exactly. do it again. Exactly. Before he was sentenced, Sidney declared his innocence to the court, saying, quote, I know you're going to sentence me severely, but I do not have the blood of Duran Brown on my hands. And he like showed his hands to the court. I don't give a damn. They might not be in your hands, okay? but they're on your lips, bitch. Right. You spoke it to existence. And, and they were in your stomach and out your ass. when you <laughs> ate that paper that said kill Durham exactly, Brown. Exactly, Kristen. Exactly. The jury said, fuck the shit you talk about. <laughs> and, and 62-year-old Cindy Dorsey was sentenced to life in prison plus 20 years in July of 2002. Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Mm-hmm. You're going to jail. You're going to the prison that you put people away in. Yeah. And I know you're going to go up in there and know how to act because you're a criminal just like them. Oh, yeah. You're going to fit in just fine. Hey, friends. We are back to talk about breaking a bad habit. Period. We all have some. Some of them include hand to mouth actions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some things we just don't share with everyone. But there are ways to take the bad out of the habit. Okay. And Fume, our sponsor, has taken on that challenge to help you navigate that. Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device. Fume has natural, delicious flavors instead of harmful chemicals. And instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. So you're not even putting harmful chemicals into your lungs when you're using the Fume device. It's pretty dope. It's really dope. Mm -hmm. When I first used it, I was like, this is clean, this is nice, this is smooth, this is all right with me. And if it's all right with me, I'm going to share it with my peoples, which is y'all. So if you guys want to try Fume, head to tryfume.com and use code BLACKTRUECRIME to save 10% off. Did you you hear that? When you get the journey pack. Did you hear that? (laughs) Try Fume, that's T-R-Y-F-U-M.com and use code BLACKTRUECRIME to save an additional 10% on your order today. All right. Where are we going, Kristen? Back to the show. Back to the episode. According to the New York Times, after the sentencing, District Attorney J. Tom Morgan said, quote, words cannot express the magnitude of this case. An elected official used the power of his position to order the assassination of another elected official. Are we surprised? I mean, hell yeah. You don't think that something like that is really going to happen. You hear about the conspiracies, right? right? This is all like conspiracy theory type of shit. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you actually... That's literally broadcasted on the news. Exactly. And something that's even proven and taken to the st- taken to the lengths of prosecuting the person for mm-hmm. Very and, shocking. And, like, I can't even say I hate that they were black. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, power gets to anybody of any color. You yeah, know? Like, if you allow it to corrupt you, it will corrupt you. Yeah. I still will say that I hate that they were black. <laughs> you know? Because you work so hard to get somewhere and... Being the first patrol officer, yeah. you know, that was black for Durant and then the first whatever the fuck this guy was, Sydney yeah. was. 
And then everybody else involved, like these four other guys that were involved. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it I'm just sure it was national good. news. I should, we wouldn't know. Because what were we in 2000? Kayla, eight, two, four, six, <laughs> not five, not four. old enough. <laughs> not old enough to know what the fuck was going on. But just really sad that this happened. And then following all that other corruption that was going on in the sheriff's office. It's just crazy. But I'm glad that he's being held accountable. The other people that were involved are being held accountable. Are they? Like who? Because the ones who actually killed him, they got not guilty. Well, we're about to get to that. Ooh. Melvin Walker and David Ramsey didn't just get off. Mm-hmm. Because although they were, not fa- they were found not guilty in their state trial... They were charged and convicted federally with conspiracy to commit murder charges, and both men are now serving life sentences. Thank you to the federal government mm-hmm. about time mm-hmm. for picking up the slick the yeah. state had left. That part. During trial, it was revealed that in exchange for committing the murders, Sydney had promised all four men that they would keep their jobs in the sheriff's office and even received promotions. You see? This is what he said. These are... <laughs> This is straight up American gangster. This is, well, not necessarily because Frank wasn't like law enforcement. Yeah, think. but like it's just, it's giving gangster. Yeah. It's giving. Well, yes, he was law enforcement. Frank? There's another Denzel movie where he was law enforcement. He Doing was a crooked ass cop. Kristen, Training Day. Thank you. Training Day. There you go. Thank you. One That's my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just couldn't wrap my brain around how these men were going to murder, assassinate the sheriff-elect. They did. And then get promotions within the law enforcement system. (laughs) Because this is what was the norm when Sidney was the sheriff. This is how shit was run. So imagine, this is just what he got caught for. Imagine what the hell he was doing that he didn't get caught for. And this is why Darren went so hard about getting rid of corruption Mm -hmm. because I'm sure he saw things that were going on that he knew damn well was not right. Yeah. And he probably knew a lot more than we know, obviously, right now. Wow. Fucking crazy. I feel like he sacrificed himself in a way, you know, like Mm. I don't think Darren was an idiot. He was a cop for goodness sakes. He knew what it was, but the world needed to see corruption and i and i feel like maybe he was prepared for whatever would happen yeah good bad and ugly yeah and to a certain extent like as a law enforcement worker officer whatever you are putting your life in danger every single day Mm -hmm. and you're aware of that right and that's something that you sign up for Mm -hmm. so maybe that this is just another umbrella of what derwin already knew that he signed up for it was a possibility you never want this type of shit to happen but you know it's possible yeah and it's just unfortunate that at the hands of Sydney's jealous, crazy ass, it happened. Yep. And it wasn't just jealousy because it was also revealed that Sydney's main motivation was to stop an investigation into his career long reign of corruption and the legal behavior that would have undoubtedly happened if Duran became sheriff. <laughs> so it was like, regardless, I'm going to jail. So yeah. Am I going to go to jail because Duran's putting me there mm-hmm. or I'm going to play my own hand and yeah. see how it comes out? Because to be fair, he probably wasn't convinced that he was going to get caught. Right. So, you know, are you going to let this man completely destroy your reputation after he just kicked your ass in an election and embarrassed you in front of everybody? Embarrassed you. <laughs> like, what, what are you going to allow to happen? Mm. Sydney always claimed that he was innocent and had nothing to do with Duran's murder until July 13, 2007. When he confessed to investigators that he did, in fact, order the hit on Duran because he was mad he lost the election. That's what he said. (laughs) But he claimed that he called it off and never thought that the four men would actually continue to go through with it. Mm, I don't know about that. Kristen, I don't believe it. These men aren't going to ruin their lives. Right. If you called it off. If you said, just kidding. You know, I was just playing a trick. I thought I was a badass and wanted to playing y'all's faces with this shit yeah because you were the one who had the power or would have had the power to give them their jobs back and give them promotions right they wouldn't have did it without you that's what i'm saying there's no way he said he told patrick that quote i was crazy i was out of my mind so was i want to move on with my life forget that how are we gonna do that someone's dead well he said that he told patrick this before the oh before they murdered so he was like you know just kidding. I, I just want to move on and act like nothing happened and just get over it. But 
the size of his penis that I'm sure is <laughs> on his mind every single day wouldn't allow him to let it go. I know that for a fact. So, yeah. Once you set something in motion, you can't just pull back. Mm-mm. You got four grown tail men involved. They're about to lose their jobs and their livelihoods. Yep. All because of the promise of I'm going to keep my job. Not only am I going to keep my job, I'm going to get a promotion. I get more money. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is ride the wave with this man. And it's going to happen. And then take the life of another man because shit, they probably was doing some sketchy stuff too. And then if Durham was in there, Durham was going to get their ass, their mama's ass. Durham was about to get everybody. Yes. And they all were going to jail. Going to jail. And they're lucky that he just said you was fired. Because mm-hmm. if he actually did a trial, they will all be going to straight prison. If he actually did those investigations, yeah. It's going to be hard to investigate 38 separate people. Ooh, especially when, you know, you got to hire. If you're getting rid of 38 people, you got to hire more. That part. Who the fuck can you trust? That part. Where are you getting these folks from? we So, I mean, Durham wasn't going to have an easy job on his hands at all. But he was 110% ready to do it because he thought it was worth it. Mm, I wish she had the chance. I really do, too. I really do, too. On January 29th, 2018, 51-year-old Sidney Dorsey Jr. was found shot dead on Northridge Trail in Ellenwood. He was face down in the middle of the road, and as of right now, police haven't announced any suspects or witnesses in that case. How do you get out? I said Sidney Dorsey Jr. Oh. So this is Sidney. That's Sidney Dorsey's son. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Oh, my this God. Guy. He was shot dead, Kayla. Yeah, he was. Ah, who was enacting revenge? Unless he had his own stuff going on. Definitely was giving he probably had his own stuff going on. But, I mean, pretty, pretty crazy that his son ends up dying of multiple gunshot wounds when he had somebody else killed Woo-wee. by multiple gunshots. That's tough. Wounds. Mm-hmm. That's karma in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Derwin Brown's son, Michael Brown, remember we talked about him speaking yes. at the funeral earlier, was arrested for growing weed <laughs> in 2014. Oh, it's he, cute. He appa- I know, right? He apparently had 414 plants Ooh. that were seized. Okay, he had a whole operation. Bitch, I probably smoked some of his weed, as many plants as he had. <laughs> which is a wild number. They searched another house that he rented and found 250 more plants. Michael! <laughs> What happened? He's giving drug pit. Period. Drug, is that right? Drug, drug pen? King, drug kingpin. Drug pen. Drug kingpin. Okay. Well, that's a lot of plants. Either way. He was charged with drug trafficking and a bunch of other charges, and he was held without bond. I didn't see, like, what his sentence was or, you know, if he's even still in jail. Yeah. I mean, if he's still in jail, that's 10 years in jail for growing weed. Mike was a businessman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he saw the future. Now you can do that stuff legally. He saw the writing on the wall. Dang, Mike. Wish you would have held out. I'm not really sure if you can still do it legally yet, though, in Atlanta. I'm not sure, like, what the the permitting and stuff like that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Especially growing your own and selling your own. I think it's still regulated. But either way, free him if he was just growing just a weed. little weed. Mm-hmm. In a weed. A lot of weed. Anyway, never heard nobody. <laughs> and then in March 2006, Phyllis Brown, which is um, Mama. The right. wife of Dern. Right. She died. Uh-uh. She died on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I saw that it was heart failure. I saw that it was a master stroke. Maybe it was just, you know, she her heart was broken. But I did read that it was nine days after she led a candlelight vigil in memory of her late husband. She was heartbroken. She was heartbroken. Sis. She was heartbroken. She I don't couldn't even know. come back from that. I don't I couldn't imagine the pain that these people have gone through. The kids, if they were really there. Lord help us. How do you watch a good man get murdered to death and just be okay? I know. Shot to death, sister. I know. Oh, my baby. What are you doing here? Bring him. Um, if you guys are on Patreon, baby Kate is here. Chris is trying to hide his face. Uh, Terrell had to make a run, but Mm -hmm. he's here. So if you hear a little baby coos or gurgling or whatever he's eating. So, okay. To honor Durwin, a police precinct was named after him and Glasgow Drive was renamed Derwin Brown Drive, period, in honor of him as well. And if you're wondering what happened to Patrick Cuffey since he got immunity, in May 2006, he was working at a nightclub on the island of St. Croix when he was shot in the neck. Ooh, everybody going down. 
Yeah. But he survived, child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see any other updates about that man. That man really, he got fucking lucky. Very much so. I mean, dodge bullet after bullet after bullet. He's had to snitch a couple times to do so. And had to be the first to do it. But to be fingered or involved in two different murders and you only serve 12 months combined in both of them, that's fucking wild. Child. Okay, Patrick, that little gunshot to the neck, that was coming for you, though. That was like, choose your karma, hole. Let me scare you to death. You're lucky you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And one more thing I thought was important to share. When Sydney was working on the Atlanta child murder case, he always thought Wayne didn't do it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And actually supported the reopening of the case when it was being considered in 1996. Okay. He even boldly stated that, quote, most people who are aware of the child murders believe, as I do, that Wayne Williams did not commit these crimes. So who did, Sydney? I have no idea. And this was notable to me because he was one of the people present when Wayne's house was searched for the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's like he was on scene when they first did the search. They first looked at him and said, hey, let's find some evidence in his house that he's associated with this. Mm -hmm. And he still thinks that he didn't do it. Now, in my mind, because this is a corrupt bastard anyway. That part. And we can't believe a damn thing he said. That part. I don't know what to believe. Maybe this is one moment where he really was not corrupt. And maybe this is what made him feel like, shit, it doesn't matter anyway. Let me just do whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah. Like he maybe he watched Wayne be framed. Right. And Ooh. I'm saying all this because I, I'll tell you guys right now, I don't know anything about the Atlanta child murders. I don't know any of the evidence that suggested that this man was responsible for these killings. I have no idea, mm -hmm. but I'm just going off of the little that I know, which is absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, um, so one day I'm going to, right. One day I'm going to do the case. We're going to talk about it. We're going to, I'm going to learn everything I need to know about it. But it was just really interesting that one of the people that was there the first day that the, his house was searched feels like he didn't do it. That's wow. Very interesting. It's, you know, something to think about. Right. Also, something else that was really interesting is that I found out that Duran was a Freemason. <gasps> no. Yeah. So do with that with do with that what you want. A lot of people may not have any idea what that means, and some may. So Child. I ain't gonna say too much on that because either Cause way, Duran's life was lost. You yeah. know, it was taken from him yeah. brutally, and he didn't deserve that. His family didn't deserve that, and yeah. I'm not suggesting anything else. Period. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, period. So that's our case for this week. Woo woo. That one was um interesting. Cop yeah. against cop. It was very interesting. It felt like a shorter one, mm -hmm. but I'm glad that we did it because it really shocked me. I was shocked to see the two men go head to head because I heard that the campaign that they ran was so vicious. Yeah. Like, you it's, know. it's toe to toe type stuff fighting mm -hmm. match you in the ring mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so rest in peace to derwin uh, our hearts go out to their family i also read that one of his sons died in 2012 mm -hmm. of a heart attack wow um it's just really sad he was only 37 years old mm -mm. so you know a lot of loss there and yeah we hope they're trying to you know living their best lives in some way shape or form through all this pain right and yeah, let us know what you guys think about this case. OMG. Oh, also, before we go, we are posting a bonus episode with a special guest. I'll tell you who the special guest is now. It's mom. <laughs> mom was here. We Mama did an Nikki. episode with her. It's a mini case. It's on Patreon only. So if you're on the $3 tier or higher, you got access to it. It was a good time. We love her. She yeah. was happy to be back. She's always a hoot. She's fucking crazy. <laughs> so just be prepared for her ridiculousness. <laughs> and if you need the link, it'll be in the description as always. But sister, do you want to briefly just talk about my birthing experience really quick? Just child. Just a little bit. Traumatic. <laughs> were, you, were you traumatized? Yes. It was a lot. It was. Kayla was warring. It was a war room in there. Me and Terrell and mom were holding it down. My dad walked in for 10 seconds and was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and cried in the hallway. 
So, but she did amazing, y'all. She mm. did amazing. No fussing, really. No cursing nobody out. No aggressive. Like, everything I would expect from a, a woman in labor. Mm-hmm. She did phenomenal. So, interesting. I was in labor for the first 24 hours with no, like, medicine, no epidural. I think I had, like, a shot of morphine just to see what that was going to do. Mm-hmm. But it really just knocked me out for, like, 30 minutes. But, yeah, I was... Eight and a half centimeters dilated before I actually got the epidural. Mm-hmm. And after that, I didn't even know I was having contractions. I mean, it was love. <laughs> and then when it was time to push, it was really just, I think pushing was the easiest part of it all for me. But yeah, it was a crazy experience. 30 hours and baby Kate is here and we couldn't be happier. And he's growing so fast. I cried earlier. She did. Because he's getting too big already. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys so much again for all the love. Thank you for everyone who purchased something from my registry. I'm going to be sending out thank yous to you guys personally. And yeah, just that was a little, you know, little shink to drink about <laughs> how baby Kate got here. So shout out to me. Shit. Period. <laughs> you did phenomenal. Thanks, sister. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening as always. And Before we go, you already know. Be Be safe. safe, Protect protect your your peace. And and protect your space. So we don't don't have have to cover cover your case. case. Period, friend. Bye. Bye.